Blog Talk Radio. And this is Helena Steiner Hornstein talking to you yet again from sunny Florida. I'm back in this country. Yes, it feels good and was feeling very good also to be. You know, I felt very good about being in Sweden as well. It was so nice this time. And I was so amazed how different I was coming to Sweden this time. Usually, you know, I'm Swedish originally, as you know, as you can hear. And I have gone back to Sweden just about every year, more or less, a longer time. And now because of the pandemic and all the borders were closed, I couldn't go for three long years. And instead, I had to stay in one place all the time. Well, I went to the Caribbean a few times and I went to a couple of places in the United States a couple of times. But basically, I was in the same arena for a, for a long time. And this has probably not happened in my life for a very, very long time. So I looked at Sweden like a foreigner, you know, someone from America would look at Sweden. So it was with new eyes. And I experienced things in Sweden that I hadn't experienced before because I was new to it somehow. I just forgot I I was Swedish, you know. And this is very confusing for people because I speak Swedish, I act like, you know, I'm one of them. And then I come up with some kind of lack of knowledge about it could be, you know, about money or about how to 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 step onto a bus. So anything like this that makes me like an outsider and it was confusing because I looked and spoke like one of them. So anyway, I'm now back in the United States, in the country where you can buy everything. You can actually get anything there is to buy in the world. And that was not the case in Sweden. You couldn't get a lot of things that I was used to. One of them was, you know, the particular foods that I'm used to, like my vegetables that I'm so used to from, from particularly here in, in Sarasota in, on the west coast of Florida. Here I have an abundance of everything. And you don't have that in, in other countries. You don't have that in Sweden, although that is a country that can offer you just about everything. There are a lot of people listening to my show in Sweden. I have a large listener crowd in Sweden. And some countries out there in the world, it's surprising that you're listening to me. I'm always surprised when I see countries that I usually don't consider being in my line, you know, of interest. But Anyway, I'm not even going to mention them because I think some people might get into trouble if they say that they listen to me in those countries because those countries don't have the freedom that we have in the Western world. So one thing about Sweden, that Sweden believes that Sweden is the center of the world. 
I mean that. Sweden does things that they think would be good for the whole planet. But Sweden is a very small country. And I don't know how much what they do would influence the rest of the world. But Sweden has taken a great step forward in looking after our planet. It's very, very noticeable. When you go to the supermarket in Sweden, well, like everywhere in Europe, you have to get, you, you have to kind of pay for your cart, more or less. You have to put in money to make it, to free it from the stand, from the chain where it was attached. And then you use it. And then you have to put that coin back. But in Sweden, they don't have money. You know, they don't have cash anymore. And they are put, you don't, you're not expected to put in a card that I don't think. So now you buy a key and you put that into the cart. Some shops give it to you, but some shops won't give it to you. They want you to buy it. So now you put that in the card. You free the card. You use the card. And then you have to roll back your cart into the stand and the chain and put the chain back and get your key back. Okay. That takes a lot of time and extra effort. Although when I go to the supermarket, I'm very, you know, I like the extra walk to, get, to take the cart back to a place where it's supposed to be collected. I don't just leave it in front of the cart. No, I don't. Only because I like the exercise. So, and it's also making it easy for the people to take care of everything. But now in Sweden, and this goes also, I think, to all Europe, but Sweden started this. And that was, you have to pay for your grocery bag. For your little plastic bag, you have to pay about $2. Depending, of course, on the store and in the city where you are. You know, that adds up. So now people start to keep little plastic bags in their purses and back pockets and things like this. But we don't know in America how good we have it in so many ways. All these little things that you have to pay for in other countries. And of course in Florida, here I get the service that someone packs my, my plastic bag and then puts it in the car and then they help me wheel it out to my car and load it into my car. You know, this is America. And um, of course, in Sweden, there is no such thing as customer service. <laughs> I don't think they know what that is. I think they think customer service is when you put a guard somewhere and they can just point hands everywhere where you can find things. And not too long ago, I was traveling with SAS, Scandinavian Airlines, good airline. But, you know, customer service, forget that. I was sitting about in the front of the plane and I asked for a blanket because it was cold. And I first asked, is there a way you can kind of tune down the, 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 the air because it's very cold? And people were complaining all around me. And... I was just told, no, we can't, uh, which, of course, I'm sure they could have some. I don't know. But anyway, later on, I asked for a blanket. And she just pointed, yeah, at the end of the plane, next to the toilet, there is a shelf. You can see if you can find one there. 
that is Swedish custom service. <laughs> of course, in a plane of a different country, they would say, oh, let me get you a blanket. Please take this. So, and another example, of Sweden, there was also an example with SAS, Scandinavian Airlines. And um, I don't take that airline too much anymore. You can see why. But it's a good flight, you know, it's a good company. That's nothing wrong with it, it's just a customer service. And I was sitting, was sitting with my daughter at the deck, and this was business, business class. And next to me, and I was sitting in the back, and next to me there was this drape. And behind that drape was the, what the, I could, you know, the steward, I was already the steward, smoking a cigarette. There was no smoking on the plane. And he stands there smoking a cigarette next to me in business class. I say, you know, I kind of opened that drape and said, you know, you're smoking. I don't like smoking. It gives me a headache. I'm a former smoker and I cannot stand being so close to smoke. And he just takes another puff, puff and says, Oh, but you have to think about the crew as well, don't you? And continue smoking. This is, again, typical in Swedish. And what can I do? Go complain somewhere else and get the same answer? Oh, you have to think about the staff here. They are people too. But that shows something about Sweden, that we people notice when we come to Sweden the first time, something called Equality. There is something about equality in Sweden uh, more than anywhere else in the world. It is what you would call egalitarian society. I'm good, you are good, but so am I. Why should you have something and I can't have it? I want that too. I should have that too because you have that. And it's very much the, the attitude. And that's why you have in Sweden something called envy. <laughs> Swedes know so well what I'm talking about. It's called the law of Jante. Jante lagen. It is a law where you're kind of envious of the ones who have more than you do. And it's actually a national feature. People have that. More so among the older because they lived with that for a long time. The younger have traveled more and they are kind of abandoning that a bit. But I think they will catch up with age. And it's such a pity that it has to be that way because that's one of the Ten Commandments that you're breaking. You know, you shall not have lust for your neighbors, this and that and that. Uh, so, no, if you don't have something and your neighbor has that, well, maybe you can work for it and that you can try a little harder. But Sweden is a country of equality from A through Z. We are all equals. And that's why customer service is so poor. If you call up, you know, let's say your phone service is not working very well, and you call up the phone company, you get a really nice person on the line who will talk to you, and then he might say, well, you know, I don't know that. And then you will ask, 
Can I speak to your manager and your superior? There is no such thing. He will not understand what you're talking about. But I'm here for you. I give you all the answers. This should be good enough for you. Why do you want to talk to anyone? You cannot talk to any superior because, well, who is that? Well, there is someone way up, but not one of, of, of the team, so to speak. So that is one of the big features about Sweden. I think that is that you notice very, very quickly. And another one is I that I you know I laugh about it because it's very hard when you come out of the provinces to to get you know someone a waiter or waitress. It's all self-service. You know, Ikea style. <laughs> and Ikea is, of course, a very good Swedish company. But you go to, to a restaurant and you go into line. Swedes love to be in lines, by the way. They have a system about forming a line or forming a queue, rather, like you say in English, that is invisible to other people. Let's say you have a bus stop and people stand spread out around, you know, and the bus arrives. But they know exactly who is before them and they stick to that order. I never learned that. I see oh, people stand here and there and the bus is coming. I walk right up to the door. And, of course, I get all this ugly, you know, eyes from everyone. Oh, you're cheating, you're cheating, you you're breaking up the line. No, I didn't know because they don't form lines. They just have a system where everyone knows where everyone is in the line. And they stick to that very, very properly. But also once you get onto the bus, they have seats for the elderly and for the you know, for those with a broken leg and so on. So they leave those seats and they're very good about that again. So on the whole, uh, I would say I have a wonderful impression of Sweden. But these are the ones that I kind of hit on right away. And by the way, I have to tell you a funny story about uh, self-serve. And this was just before I left and I went out with friends. For, was for the day. We were going to spend the day together, but we met like right after lunch for most people. I hadn't had lunch yet. But then after a while, when we were somewhere, we were meeting in a restaurant, nice, large restaurant. And they were just going to have coffee and, and a cake or tea and a cake. But I ordered lunch, you know, because I hadn't had breakfast and I hadn't had lunch. I had missed that because I'd been really busy that morning. So I ordered those things. So standing in line with my tray, and I ordered my drink, and the drink is put on my tray, and then I was given like a, a, a big number, and said, okay, your number 25, and uh, wait, where you're going to get your shrimp salad that you ordered in a while. So I go and sit down with all the others. They had taken their cakes and coffee. They, they were fine. And I wait for my shrimp salad, and here comes the waitress, or the one from behind the counter with my shrimp salad. And she puts it in front of me, but no fork and knife or napkin. And I said, 
Oh, you forgot the fork and knife. Oh, what about fork and knife? And she points at the other end of the restaurant. Said, oh, you have to go and get that yourself. And then I wondered, why the heck was it so hard to have the fork and knife there up front and give it to me at the same time, like you do in other civilized countries? No. Why do you make it so hard for people to get to what they want to have? Well, because I'm as good as you are. Don't you see that? I give you the salad, but you have to go and get the rest. What do you expect? Who do you think you are? (laughs) I was laughing that. And another woman who was in our group was laughing also. She was not from Sweden. So that's why we thought this was funny. The Swedes didn't see the fun in this. (laughs) I still think it's hilarious that here she brings the plate with the food, but I have to go and get this at the other end of the restaurant. Well, she could have brought this from the front immediately. But that, that's just maybe me. Maybe you don't agree because I know I have so many cultures listening to this. But the good thing about Sweden is, and that is, Yes, everyone is equal, and men, women, it's an equality that you don't see very much in the world. And of course, a human owns her body. Why does society own her body? And that you have to go through what you go through in the United States right now and say that the government and the state and the country owns her body. It's unbelievable for a Swede. But of course, in America, this is a country of slavery. It's perfectly normal, maybe, for some people in the conservative states here to feel that they can own another body because they used to historically, didn't they? And maybe that's a little outspoken of me to say so, but that's exactly the way it is. Maybe you don't understand that you cannot own another physical body like you used to in the old days. So that's it. So women have a lot of rights, and mothers, you know, parents have a lot of rights. Parents, by the way, in America, when a woman gives birth, I think she gets like three weeks off or something. Inhumane. It's where you get the whole year off. Not only for your body and for you to change, but also for that new little life that you have given birth to. And then, that is a father. Not necessarily that you're married to the father, but the government is making sure that 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 father is there to help out. And he has obligations to take care of that child for the next 18 years. And to pay for it, of course, as well. But also to be part of the child care. That is formed, you know, and they do that in Sweden, that the men, the fathers take care of the children, their home, their home dads for what? For a year, I think, or just about a year. And you see that in the cities, how men walk together with their baby uh, strollers or their baby carriages. And here they have their children, and the guys go together on the sidewalk, walking and talking, just like girls do in other 
in Latin America. And they sit down at the cafe, the guys, have their children with them, and have guys talk. And then they go home and take care of their kids. And then the wife comes home, and she's been at the office that day. And this is what the government has kind of created. I think that's pretty good. This forms a new type of man, a man who's more understanding of life on the whole, who treats life with more respect. Because look at these children. It's not, how do you, how can you treat people out there badly when you see how sensitive and how how much care a little child needs from you? You get a new look and take on life and at your co-people, co-inhabitants of this planet. So these things are very, and now, of course, the government is supporting all this. And now you worry, well, how can all this be possible? It would be too expensive for the government. Do you know the economy in Sweden is very good? Also, they encourage private enterprise that you have agencies for free, governmental agencies for free, where you can go and get advice how to start a new company. And they give you all the tools and all the helps and they check on you and they are there for you. They are there. And you can be young, old, they don't say, oh, you have no money or anything. No, they give you the tools how to start your own business. I tested that. I went myself and said, I'm going to start my own punching company in Sweden. How do I do that? They gave me all the information. And then they actually kept me on their mailing list and just kept in touch with me. I was the one not to follow up on this because, you know, I already have a publishing company in America and I didn't know if I would spread out and do that over there as well because they would need more traveling on my end unless I can get some good person out there who can help me with that. Listen, Sweeney, I have many listeners out there. If you would like to help me with a publishing company, Sweeney, my own, to publish my own type of literature. Because, again, I had a publishing company who wanted to publish my previous book called Constant Awakening in Swedish. And I was very pleased and very happy. And I said, I have already a Swedish translation for you. And you can edit that, of course. And so it, you know, like one has to do. They rewrote my book and took out all the real stuff that had happened to me. They just took it out. They censored my book that had been published all over the world because it wouldn't fit into what people are supposed to believe in Sweden. They censored my book. And that's why I self-published my book in Sweden and started my own company outside of Sweden, but the books are coming out in Sweden now as well in Swedish. So there is some kind of censorship what to believe in, although it is hidden. 
you can basically say anything you want, but they just don't play it. You know, if you say that, you cannot say certain things on national television or on national radio, and that is about God and and belief and what you believe in, for instance. And why is that, I believe? Well, I believe that it could be because I'm spiritual now, and spirituality takes away the control and the limitation of people. Like I, you notice, I'm very outspoken. I basically say anything I feel like saying. Well, I have a certain control on myself and what I'm saying, but my views, I tell people that. But you're not supposed to do that in in a socialist country. But then I'm wondering how socialist, what is socialism? Socialist is not freedom. But Sweden is still free. So why do Swedish authorities or the media hold back on spirituality? Well, spirituality uh, can, when you're spiritual, it cannot turn you into a robot. But if you are religious and believe in, in certain things, then you turn into a robot automatically. I think that's the difference. So spirituality and freedom is about the same thing, that you have the freedom of your mind, of your thought, of your soul, of your heart. And that's not good when you want to control a society. Sweden is very, very controlled. Everything is controlled in Sweden. Yes, you have the freedom, you can do what you want, but Swedish people, you don't know how controlled you are. It's sad, but it's also maybe secure and good in one way. The only thing is that the big boss, you know, the big government, whoever that is in there, has a checkup on you in every way possible when you are a resident of that country. And they want you to be resident of the country. And it's a good country again. See what they do for you. And when you're older than people, listen, you have your pension, you get that. Then you get services that instead of, you know, being put in a home and just put in a wheelchair and just placed in a place where you just look at the wall, like you see in this country, you can stay in your home. And then they send, the government has an agency and they send out people to look after you once a day, twice a day, or three times a day, according to your needs. And those helpers, they give you a bath or they cook for you or they clean your house, they do whatever is needed. And they check on you and they check that you take your medication and give you your shots or whatever is necessary. So there is that service. And now if you're in a good shape and you want to go and see friends, they have a service for that too. You just call up a number and you now have your person number, like a social security number. Everyone in Sweden who is a Swedish citizen has this person number. I have that too. But So now you call up your person number and say, I would like a ride to see my friend on the other side of town. And you make a date for that, and now you have a taxi. The cancer picks you up. 
free of charge. <laughs> I think you pay a monthly fee for all this, but this is, you can do those rides. I don't know there's a limitation on it, but you can do that for shopping and everything else. So they have services. And um, then what else? Uh, well, I cannot think more. But, and of course, you have the, the healthcare system that works very well, except for at times. And that's the way it is in socialized programs. And that's when you need a surgery or something, you're put on a waiting list. That waiting list can last for not only months, but over a year. And either you die, you get better, or eventually you get the service you needed. That is the drawback with it. That, and also you never get the same doctor. I think there are supplementary insurances you can get now, so you get those things. But again, I don't live in Sweden long enough uh, to find out. And I'm not part of that welfare system as well. But then we call it socialism, which it is, but it's social democracy. And I think if you think about it a little bit more, this is a social security. You get security in Sweden. If you lose your job, like you know, so many people did here in this country. Well, the government is there for you, helping you out with everything. You get benefits in every way. So in a way, I would call it, it is a welfare capitalistic state because there is a form of capitalism there as well. I told you, the government will help you to start your own business. And they will not charge you for those hours that they spend with you teaching you how to start your new business. Swedes can be very, very successful. Then they move abroad, but mostly because the climate is so bad in Sweden. (laughs) The sun is disappearing half the year. And it's it's just easier, you know, when you make that money, you go and live in another country. That is quite common. But, you know, you're still part of Sweden. Think about IKEA. IKEA is a Swedish company, and that describes very much the Swedish mentality because you have everything you need in an IKEA store. Everything is there from your bed to your kitchen to your bathroom to your basement you know, from the inside and outside. Everything is there. And then you have to put it together. I made a long break, you know, like a pause there, because that's what IKEA and that's what Sweden is about. Who do you think you are? Well, we're not big helping you part of of the deal. You have to do the rest yourself. So now you buy your furniture, you buy your everything in a box. And you have to put it together. All Swedes have something from IKEA in their house. No matter who you are, at least have a waste paper basket or something in the kitchen. It's a good company. And it's all over the world. 
It's a great company, and the products are extremely good. You just have to put it together yourself. All that describes Sweden. There is no customer service. <laughs> so, and H&M is another Swedish company. It's very successful all over the world. Good products. And just suitable, you know. They last, but they don't last forever. And, you know, there's something called Oriflame, which is a wonderful company, wonderful cosmetic products. I don't think you have it in America, but it's only part of the world where you don't have Oriflame. Another thing, typical Swedish, high quality and with natural background. And, of course, you have like Saab and, and uh, Volvo and have all the all this. Swedish steel companies. I can go on and talk and talk. Even, you know, the centigrade, you know, when you measure the, the temperature, you have the Fahrenheit and the centigrade. The Celsius and the Celsius was a Swede. And we have him to thank for the centigrade. And it goes on like this and this. So Swedes, I can only praise Sweden and Swedes. Sorry about Norway and Finland. I work with you so much and also, but today is about Sweden. <laughs> so, and I come back from Sweden just now. So I just have a, a, a great respect for all the Nordic countries because there you're very much the same in how you have the respect for the environment and nature. Yes. Nature, you are so much into taking care of nature and being natural. And the air, oh, the air, when I was in Norway now, oh, the air was so fresh. When I was in Sweden, the air is so, was so fresh. When I was in Finland last time, oh, my God, it was, the air was so fresh and crisp. Do know how to take care of nature. And nature rewards you just saying, here we are for you. We reward you with this fresh air. Breathe now. Feel healthy. Be good. So that sits in the future for Sweden and all the Nordic countries. They take care of nature. They want this planet to survive. And I think that is the bottom line of Sweden that, yes, we are not alone in this world. Nature is there before us. Nature was there first. We are just using nature. And now nature is fighting back. I notice that a lot. I've never seen nature as strong as I did this year. I walked in the forest and it seems to grow back stronger somehow. It's like nature's fighting back. And that comes with the storms and the thunder and, you know, the earthquake. Nature's fighting back. It's time for us to do something about it. And how do we do something about this? Well, I think one of the main things is to look at ourselves. We are part of nature, and there is a connection between the heavens and nature, and we have 
to start to use that a little bit more. We have to be more in touch with the universe, each one of us. And it starts within each one of us, just like it starts within nature. Yes, we are all part of a universe that is now about to explode. Let your powers come out and show the world who you are. Can you do that? Yes. This is Helena Steiner Holstein. My websites are www. Have you got that? BodySoulConnection.com. BodySoulConnection.com. And FindingYourInnerLight.com. Finding Your Inner Light. My emails are dr for Dr. Helena, my first name, info short for information, at yahoo.com. dr Helena, info at yahoo.com. And now we are going to do a little meditation. So relax and relax. Take a deep, deep breath. And give thanks. I give thanks to all you people who have been so nice to me through the years. And I'm so grateful for all the kindness you have sent to me. And I'm so happy that I helped so many of you feeling better about you. And now you relax. And that is how I want to feel you to feel about you. Feel grateful for all that you have, for all that you are receiving during your day, for all that you can give during your day. And you relax and relax and relax. And you go deeper and deeper and deeper into your own self. And here, you shine. Yes, you feel you shine. You shine more and more and more. And more and more. You are a spiritual being. You are light. That light is the God power of the universe. That is the truth about you. That is creation. And you feel that power within your chest, within your heart right now. Feel the light in your chest. You feel how this light is beginning to shine out, out, out around you, protecting you from darkness out there. Feel you have love within you. You feel you have love, love for you and for all those in your life close to you, 
loving you, and you love them back in return. You are so relaxed, and you feel at peace right now, so much at peace. Take another deep breath, and now you breathe out all of the old that has blocked you of darkness. You brush it away. You breathe it away. And now suddenly there's a ray of light that is coming down upon you. And you feel that more and more and more and more. I love. I love. You start to Give that love to you, to those around you, to the world, wishing for more light in the world. Yes, more light in the world. I am of the light. I am of balance. I am. Feel more and more and more now that you are a child of the light, meaning you have that light within you. This is what it means to be created in the image of God. So easy it is. How easy it actually is. To be connected, to be in that ray of light that gives you balance and insight and love and light. And now slowly, slowly we are going to come back to the here and now. And when I count to seven, you have to open your eyes again. Number one. Number two. Number three, you feel the light in your being. You feel it around you, surrounding you. One, two, three, four, five. How you trust the light. You try the good. You trust the goodness and the light of the universe. And you can use that love and light to help the world. And we start now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Love and light to the world. This is Helena Steiner Hochstadt. See you next time. Thank you so very much. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.